Welcome to Relationship Matters, a mental health podcast where two relational psychotherapists dive into topics that you actually want to know more about. My name is Jason. And I'm Carling. And we're all about improving connections. And enhancing relationships. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing really, really well. Uh, You know, just spending some time enjoying the last few minutes of summer, the last few moments of summer. Um, But overall, just I think I'm I'm a seven, no, an eight out of 10, if uh, on a 10 point Ooh. scale, if 10 was the best I could possibly be. How are you? I like that. You you got an A then. You got an A. That's good. Exactly. <laughs> I'm still in public school, high school mindset. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm more of an A plus student. So I'm at a nine or 10, Jason, just wow. to beat you. No, I just... <laughs> wow. Competition. That's also okay. my high school brain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no. In real life, I... Yeah, probably about the same. I get this like, you know, a little bit of anxiety feeling with transitions of season, especially going from summer to to fall. So I'm feeling a bit of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but also excited for uh, Starbucks fall season. Mm, <laughs> obsessed you know with pumpkin spice lattes. I'm yes. obsessed with pumpkin spice everything too. So agreed. I hear you. I 100% hear you. It's I feel supported. Love it. Love it. Because I, I share that joy with you. It's very much getting into that season of sort of coziness and, and warmth mm-hmm. in, in feeling, but also in sense. So yeah, I'm very much uh, appreciating the emergence of cinnamon, spicy, everything. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, I'm basically like fall's cool, but fuck off winter, you know? So that's where the anxiety's coming. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Fall's cool, but Keep winter, not so much. Let's just, you know. Winter could suck it. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's not get into that too much today. <laughs> no, 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 that's it's all good. If that's part of it for you, then that's part of it. But yeah, uh, yeah no, I'm, I'm easily uh, in that same boat with you. Um, so nice. with that, uh, I just before jumping into our conversation today and sort of setting the stage, I was wondering um, if I could ask you a question. No, yeah, of course okay, again. Great. Sorry, I've got my <laughs> I've got my jokey <laughs> pants on today. Of course, you can ask me a question. I love your questions. Go for Wonderful. it. Wonderful. So here's my question for you. So knowing that, like you were just saying, that we're going into another season, uh, mm-hmm. in into a fall season. Um, so we've been in the summer right now at the time of this recording. My question to you, Carling, is what was the most recent thing that you've done for yourself just because? Oh, that's a good question. Just because. So in the sense of like, just because I wanted to, not because I needed to do anything. Exactly. Just for sure. Like, there's nothing myself. that's, yeah. For- yeah, there's nothing forcing you to do it. You just wanted to because period Mm. I okay this morning actually I woke up and I was like I should do some things to prepare for this podcast (laughs) 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 and I decided not to instead I drank more coffee than I probably should today because I'm very mm. sensitive to caffeine, but God, it's so good. I and I read the rest of this richest fuck book that I've been like, just feeds my soul. Um, oh. And so I guess, like, yeah, even this morning I did something instead of like what I was quote unquote supposed to do. I did something that felt really good just because I wanted to feel good this morning. Yeah. Yeah, so question. something like more nurturing and and something that spoke yeah. to different parts of you where it didn't feel like it was yes. a lot of effort or energy expenditure. It was like yeah. soul giving and feeding. Agreed. Yeah, rather than giving out at the beginning of mm-hmm. um the day, it was more taking in. And cool. yeah. Yeah, how about you though? I really like this question. What's the last yeah. time you did to like just for you? Yeah. Yeah, like it's it's so easy to uh, for me. Like, here's what I'm doing. I, I'm noticing my mind just go into trying to make up reasons or like justify reasons why I haven't, and mm. I'm just taken aback by that. To be like, wait, no, dude, you've done stuff, so just cut the shit and just answer the damn question that you made up yourself. So uh, yeah, no, um, 
the last thing that I would have done just for myself uh, and just because that made me kind of feel a little bit good uh, would be I've, I've recently decided to uh, take off my, the, our work email from my phone. Uh, I've deleted that from my phone so that way I can only access it from the computer. And I chose to uh, this past weekend unplug digitally uh, and just exist in the moment. And if you need to get in touch with me, you have means to, but you have no direct ties to me or uh, me to the outside world. So I turned off my Mm. phone. I turned off the computer. I deleted things from my phone and I just was in the current heat wave that uh, I'm appreciating because summer is coming to an end. So I'd rather appreciate it than uh, complain about it. Mm, I'm obsessed with everything you just said. I find it so hard to disconnect from tech and even Mm -hmm. at times work. So love to hear that. That's good. Yeah. So why, why do you think I'm asking these questions? Mm -hmm. Well, it it seems to tie in directly with what we're going to be talking about today, which is self-care, right? Mm -hmm. Self-care. But we're not going to tell you just to have bubble baths and spend 500 bucks at the spa. We're actually going to delve more into what we need as therapists, as, you know, people, what self-care can actually mean right? A different mm-hmm. definition. Totally. And Jason, can you, you know, people might be noticing the title of this podcast and I, I want to throw it to you to maybe explain a bit more about our title. Yeah. So the, the title of this podcast is how to get your life together through self-care. Uh, what's interesting is if you notice, there is a, a little bit of a parenthesis in the title that get your life together Uh, is going to be very much part of this conversation. So that's G-Y-L-T. But let's sound that out. That sounds an awful lot like guilt, but just spelled a little bit differently. So here's where this is coming from, where, uh, and and sort of this is where this conversation starts. So self-care, cool, cute, bubble bath, spa, mask it up, do you do you, boo, period, the end. But here's, Mm -hmm. here's the reality in and a therapist perspective in this. So most often, uh, Carling, you and I have had these conversations where we share some of the experiences of our clients and that it's a lot of people find it difficult to take care of themselves or to engage in self-care. And some of those reasons are that uh, it self-care equals being selfish Uh, that they should Mm -hmm. be doing things for others and not so much themselves. And because of that selfishness, it makes them feel a little bit guilty, but not Mm G-Y-L-T, guilt, G-U-I-L-T, guilt. So that gross, icky feeling of, oh, damn, I'm really, I, I shouldn't be doing this. Here's a lot of other expectations and assumptions. So the title really is, how is it that we can redefine, reshape, uh, and sort of recalibrate to a new level of guilt, a guilt that actually would work for you as opposed to working against you. Mm, I love this. And, and it's just, you know, the emotion guilt, so GU guilt Mm -hmm. uh, is often, it often comes up when we feel like we're doing something bad, right. And how, we see this all the time with our clients and probably within ourselves too, Jason, is when we choose or we're even thinking about doing something that puts our needs, our personal needs first. So self-care oriented things, sometimes it can feel like we're doing something bad, almost like our priorities shouldn't be us, like ourselves. It should be about another person or a work obligation, what have you, right? And I love I love um, guilt, G-Y-L-T, getting your life together as like you're saying, like in a way, a bit of reclaiming of that, of how self-care is essential when you're feeling like you're getting your life together because getting your life together is putting yourself as a priority. Self-care mm-hmm. is putting your wellness as a priority. And we're going we're gonna to first talk about maybe some limiting beliefs 
which we've already started to touch on, that get in the way of putting ourselves individually as a priority. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Totally. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's really, it really is that idea of, um, we under, we have this loose uh, idea uh, or very, hmm, not loose, rigid, a, a very rigid and mm -hmm. probably narrow understanding of what self care is. And I think that's probably uh, as a result of good marketing, good and effective marketing, mm -hmm. that if you can come up with an image when thinking of self care, actually, let's do that right now, right? If I'd say mm -hmm. like, hey, uh, self care, it's it's time for self care. What What is something that you could do for self care? My assumption might be that some of those things would be uh, time alone. Uh, and then in that time alone, what are you doing? Well, I'm probably running a bath, uh, lots of sudsy bubbles, uh, maybe a candle. And maybe for those of us who like to uh, and are able to enjoy some alcohol, maybe a little bit of a, a glass of mm -hmm. wine or two in the tub. That would be a perfect way to engage in self-care, right? Like, And I think... There's truth to that. There certainly is. Um, but if that's sort of my default and the only thing that I have access to, girl, I mean, if that's the only thing, then it's a pretty, 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 pretty narrow list and, and mm -hmm. limiting list of things that I can do to re-energize myself, right? Or just yeah. to take care of myself. So before getting like too ahead of, of, of this conversation, let's really just sit with the problem. So uh, self-care, uh, why, like, why do you think self-care is, is such a difficult thing for people? Mm -hmm. I, as I was mentioning a bit earlier, is I think limiting beliefs is one of the key reasons that people decide not to prioritize mm -hmm. self-care or even participate in self-care. Mm -hmm. Is it okay if I, you know, pretend to be a limiting belief monster right now and just throw out some of what limiting beliefs might be occurring for people? Is that cool, Jason? Yeah, of course. Because my next follow-up was going to be like, when you're saying limiting limiting beliefs, mm -hmm. what what is a limiting belief or just help us understand what that means? All right. Limiting belief monsters coming online right now. All right. So don't you dare participate in self-care. What are you, selfish? Um, that means what? Your kids aren't going to get a homemade dinner tonight? Oh, you're a man. You're a provider. What the hell are you thinking to like go take a bubble bath with wine? What's mm. wrong with you? Hmm. Self-care? You don't have money for self-care. Self-care is a luxury. You don't have the ability to take luxuries right now in your life. Self-care mm. is for weak people. No one should put themselves first. That's inconsiderate of other people. Mm -hmm. Have I missed anything, Jason? Oh, uh, we can keep going with this because at, at the <laughs> at, all I'm really hearing you say is that that just sounds really negative, really critical. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. all that that is. It's it's that inner voice of, of criticism that we all have. And mm -hmm. sometimes we un are perhaps unintentionally or even unknowingly uh, hand it the mic and that it just, that narrative, that voice just radiates and that's all we ever hear, right? Where mm -hmm. it's, it's that criticism that really shapes our perception of things. And because of the ways that we're perceiving stuff, we then follow suit, right? So if the perception mm -hmm. is there's no space for you to do any of this for whatever negative reason, guess what you're going to do? You're not going to do any of that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Because I think, you know, that's why I like to use the term limiting belief monster, right? Because that's mm -hmm. that part of me. I kind of conceptualize it a bit of a monster part of me where it's just like, you are or are doing something bad if you put your needs first. Mm -hmm. And there's just so many areas in, I would think, just the broader culture that I've been trained in that, you know, as a woman, you know, as um, someone who has like, you know, fi financial and physical capacity to help others right now, like that, that should be where I should be putting my time and energy but providing that support and care to myself, you know, concerns about how I might be judged by that, or am I really 
doing my part in our society, like just how insidious these limiting beliefs can be and that they're not like coming out of nowhere. They're coming out of like, you know, a lot of external forces that have influenced the way I see myself as a, let's say, good person Mm -hmm. and how being a good person, I'm doing air raptor quotes right now, being Mm -hmm. a good person means take care of others, not take care of self. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And and how it's a process to not only become aware of those limiting beliefs, but then how to exchange those for beliefs that are serving you better. And that's what we're going to be speaking a little bit about later. Yeah. 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 So it, it sounds like what, from what you're saying that there really are a lot of different variables here to to pay attention to which might be contributing to the existence or or the the maintenance of the limiting beliefs monster right and it Mm -hmm. sounds like some of those variables are going to be um our embodied gender or perceived gender uh some of those uh, are going to be our relationship status uh our parental status uh the relationships that we have to others, uh, whether or not we feel as though we are in a role of being a caregiver or caretaker to other people, um, uh, rightfully, wrongfully, doesn't really make a difference. It doesn't change the fact that you're taking care of others. Uh, so it, it sounds like there's there's this and then some that are going to be some mm-hmm. of those pieces that are contributing to the this. It, it sounds like a lot of expectation that, that comes mm-hmm. out of, of those uh, variables. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And how those variables also, also um, influence each of our individual definitions of self-care, right? Mm-hmm. What does it look like for a woman to self-care? What does it look like for a man? What does it look for a gender non-binary person, a transgender mm-hmm. person? Like, you know, just how gender is one aspect of those variables, but also totally. class, ethnicity, so forth and so you know and and um because the ultimate question when i'm challenging my own limiting belief monster is where did i learn that belief Hmm. what are the variables that are coming in with my learning of that belief and Mm -hmm. my favorite question is this belief serving me is this belief helping me or harming me and you know we we certainly can see how these these beliefs around self-care are quite limiting for our clients and are more mm, harmful than helpful yeah. for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I can totally see how these limiting beliefs too uh, would help foster or bring about this feeling of guilt. Because if you have this perception that you should or shouldn't be doing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, uh, and you're in that space of trying to make that decision of whether you ought to or you should not um Mm -hmm. but let's say you shouldn't be doing it but you do it anyways for whatever reason then yeah why wouldn't you feel guilty of course you would be feeling guilty because the role that you're in is that screw you and your own damn needs as an individual that needs to go to the wayside you need to be on it for everybody else everybody else would be you need to be the best parent ever um whatever your kids want and need emotionally uh, or or otherwise, you need to be able to provide it to them uh, or else you're a terrible parent. Um, if you mm-hmm. have a partner, then yeah, you need to be the best communicator, the best uh, uh, roommate, the best uh, romantic partner, the best sexual partner with them or else, right? So yeah, of course yeah. you should be feeling guilty because you're not doing any of those things for them, which is what you're supposed to be doing. And I'm kind of trying to emphasize my voice because I'm being quite sarcastic, right? It's it's all of these things that are going to be feeding into those limiting beliefs that would easily and understandably invite that feeling of guilt, that uncomfortable GU guilt, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And hey, you know what? This makes a lot of sense. This is something that we see with a lot of people, including ourselves. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, Carling and I are therapists. Like, cool, good for us. But at the beginning, we're uh, first and foremost human beings, which means mm-hmm. we are not exempt to any of this. Side note, 
You know what I mean? Like, yep. hi, we're very much part of this too. That so much so that the answer to the question was, here's the thing that I did for myself. I disconnected. I turned off all electronic yeah. devices and gave myself a weekend, you know? Mm -hmm. And I allowed myself mm -hmm. to do that without any feel uh, feeling of guilt or pressure to be doing more. So yeah, yeah it's, it's, a it's a difficult struggle uh, for a lot of people. Yeah. Jason, sounds like this past weekend, you were guilting. You were getting your life together. <laughs> oh, I sure was. I sure was. Because <laughs> this, this idea has definitely been one that's been on, on my mind and wanting to figure out a way to uh, bring it into conversations in a much more helpful way, right? To say like, hey, so perhaps you have these limiting beliefs. Sure. Um, perhaps uh, acting uh, in accordance with them or against them brings about that feeling of G-U-I-L-T, guilt. Sure. Does guilt inherently always have to be a bad thing? And that's where I was sitting with. Like, hey, is, mm -hmm. is guilt sometimes good? Could guilt work for me as opposed to against me? And one thing led mm -hmm. to another to be like, hey, yeah, I wonder if you just reconceptualize what guilt is. When you're feeling guilt, when you're feeling bad, you're breaking away from these limiting beliefs. Uh, you're mm -hmm. redefining or rewriting what those beliefs are. And that feeling of guilt shifts from, oh, shit, I'm doing something bad, to then becoming more of a, a, of a signal to say, um, you're getting your life together. You're showing up for yourself. You're doing yes. things that work for you, which is why it feels a little mm -hmm. icky because it probably just feels new or different, right? It's yeah. not necessarily a good or yeah. bad thing. It just feels different. And the thing that I might know for a while might be that feeling of guilt, like G-U-I-L-T. But now I'm just reconceptualizing it to say, no, nah, these are signs of good stuff for me. Mm hmm. Yeah, I love that. And because to me, that's it's the relearning. Mm -hmm. um, and anytime we're relearning or unlearning things, it is uncomfortable. Growth does not come from comfort. It comes from discomfort, right? Totally. And discomfort and self-care can coexist. Mm -hmm. Right? Which is really challenging the limiting belief monster within and really putting the, the, your own needs at the same or even above playing, um, I'm struggling with words, the same lane as mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. taking care of others, but without uh, GU guilt actually stopping you from doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and I think, what's important to understand is that it, that does not just, just serve you as an individual. It's also very serving of probably everyone else around you too. Mm -hmm. You may be sacrificing using sacrificing in quote terms here, time that you would be providing, let's say support to somebody else. But the gain of that is if you're doing better, if you're feeling better, if you're, you know, have more wellness within yourself, you're actually providing from a place of excess rather than taking away too much from yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. You're, you know, you have a, a, an energy cup. I like the term cup that's overflowing with let's say energy water. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's okay to give away. Yeah. But if you're trying to take from a half full cup, because that's what you think you should do to be a good person instead of filling that cup up again. Mm, your, your support is probably going to be half-assed. Let's just mm -hmm. go there. It's going to be hard to be present when you're supporting somebody else. But you're probably not going to be as mm, nice to be around too. Totally. I don't know about you, Jason, but if I'm like half full and I keep giving out rather than putting in my energy cup, I get Bitchy. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I, I do too. I do too. And, you know, I, I really like the imagery of that energy cup and the overflowing of it, because it also reminds me of something else uh, quite similar to that, which is the idea of spoons, right? So mm. uh, almost uh, as if just to briefly uh, uh, sort of explain it, is that every single day you only have 
a very limited number of spoons that you have access to. And you can think of spoons as currency, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because it's, it's sort of used as currency. Sometimes I also think of you have, I don't know, an, a daily allowance of a hundred bucks, yeah. right? Because yeah. we live in a money world. So this kind of makes more mm-hmm. sense. So let's just translate spoons to cash. It's the same idea mm-hmm. though. So every day you got a hundred yeah. bucks, right? Every single thing that you do uh, in that day, everything that you do costs money. And once you're out of cash, there's no such thing as overdraft. uh, And that's it. That's all. Right. So you have a hundred bucks. And once you're out of money, you're out of money and you can't spend anymore. And for some of us, Mm -hmm. sometimes getting out of bed is spending money. Uh, Maybe it's worth a dollar to get out of bed. For some of us, it might be worth $10 to get out of bed. Uh, uh, taking a shower is going to cost some money. Um, uh, engaging with difficult people is going to cost some money. Um, parenting effectively is going to cost some money. Everything that we do costs some level of money. And so the idea here would be if we are also in relationships in which, uh, uh, or we find ourselves in positions where people need of us, our partners need of us, our, our kids need of us, which understandably so, what if the the need costs more than what I can actually afford? Then mm. that that then says, look, my help or my support certainly is going to be half-assed because I can't actually pay for this damn thing. And on top of that, the cost is greater on me because mm-hmm. I'm out of cash. So that means this feels a lot more burdensome and I feel a lot more guilty and so on and so forth. So Mm-hmm. Being really intentional with the ways in which we're showing up or supporting others is is definitely part of what I'm hearing you say, just with mm-hmm. uh, uh, an energy cup. Yeah, I really like um, your metaphor here with getting like, let's say $100 a day, right? And how each of these activities take from that $100. Um, and then let's say you you are giving what you don't have so let's say yeah only have five bucks left in that daily bank account of yours energy wise and you give fifty dollars away you know let's say for some parenting um activity then my experience of this is the next day you don't get a hundred dollars again right because you're at a deficit that you probably will need some recovery time so you might Mm -hmm. not have you might only have twenty five dollars the following day you know, so it's not just a daily occurrence. It's it's like big picture of how am I doing this week? How am I doing this month? How am I doing this year? Mm-hmm. Right. And that activities don't always have to be taking withdrawals from the bank account. They can also be deposits. And that's where self-care comes in. How mm-hmm. do you not only preserve what you have in your in your energy account, the energy bank account, but also, how do you add so that, ooh, you have excess, you have maybe more than $100 a day, right? So that means more to donate to other people. Hello. How beautiful would that be? But also feeling really totally. good, too. Yeah. Totally. Totally. And that's that's exactly what I was thinking is in, in trying to add some money to, to your day, uh, that deposits equals self-care things so how to self-care in in a way that makes the most sense to you uh in a way that's most accessible to you in a way that's most rewarding to you right so perhaps that could be this bubble bath with like i don't know some wine or whatever um uh and perhaps it it will certainly look uh differently depending on who it is that we are So to that, it kind of sounds like we're shifting into, so we struggle with self-care for various reasons. We have these limiting beliefs. We have these expectations of ourselves. We have these assumptions of our roles. All of these different things are going to be contributing to some of the, that uh, icky guilt, not so nice feeling, right? So the shift into doing things for ourselves is self-care. So to help us maybe narrow it down, um, here's here's some like a bit of information. So here's the piece. The piece is self-care is going to be a part that contributes to your overall wellness. So when it comes to wellness, there are definitions that 
are out there. There is research that is out there. There are things that are out there that help to make sense of what the hell wellness really truly is. So in thinking of wellness, it's just you as a whole, physically, psychologically, emotionally, relationally, overall, big picture you, you're good. Let's just keep it really basic, right? Big picture you, you're doing really well. Uh, You're not physically sick. You're not uh, psychologically tired. You're not emotionally overwhelmed. None of that stuff is there. You're good. You're decent. There are going to be different components that are part of your overall wellness. And these are what are going to be known as the different dimensions of wellness. So when we're thinking of self-care, of what are the things to do, ultimately what we're needing to do is which dimension am uh, am I experiencing a deficit in? What have I been neglecting out of these different dimensions to then figure out what might I be able to do? I love this. Yeah, because it it just speaks to the kind of collective idea of self-care. We can use an example of uh, the bath, right? Bath with wine. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the dimensions of wellness is physical wellness. And it could be that, you know, let's say I'm assessing within myself under this domain wellness. Oh, I'm not feeling the greatest. I need my muscles are tight. Maybe I did a, a workout the day before or something, or I was carrying a kid around for a while. And my arms are really sore, right? Is is okay. I need to take care of my physical wellness domain. What's going to help? Maybe a bath would be perfect for that. That is what's going to add money to that energy bank account, that nice hot bath. Um, and another way, you know, to think of this would be, oh, maybe my, you know, for wellness, physical wellness is, uh, I haven't been sleeping well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe I get my, my partner to put the kids to bed tonight. instead of that being my role tonight, right. So that I have access to an earlier bedtime. You know, those are just some examples of what physical wellness, uh, self-care could mean. Of course, there's tons more. Do you have any ideas of what Jason, you might be using when you're tuning in that physical wellness needs to be taken care of for your self-care. Oh, totally. Because it's, I think even before going into that, just the way that I really understand physical wellness is that uh, it's, it's much more than just your physical health, right? So we're thinking tangible body stuff. That's I think physical, I think body. So in body, well, what are the different things that are part of body? Well, there's the mm-hmm. physical functioning of body. Uh, there's the safety of body. And then there's the quality that bring the quality of life that brings with uh, body, right? So um, sleep is 100% one of them that I think of. Yeah. Uh, and one that we might, like a lot of us might actually struggle with for different reasons. Um, nutrition is also going to be part of that. Am I fueling Mm. my body in helpful ways? Uh, for sure. Others are going to be, uh, you know what? Personal hygiene. Am I, am I keeping up with my own personal hygiene? Because for some of us, it might actually be very difficult because personal hygiene costs money. And I, do I have enough to actually do that? Um, exercise and not in like a let's get buff and slim and tone type of way just in a in a way that I get to really realize that movement in any form is such a privilege for a lot of us who have able bodies that are able to move Mm -hmm. um, that it it really isn't this idea of I have to be doing things it really is you get to And so how do I get to choose to move in intentional ways that maybe it looks an awful lot like lifting heavy or running long or whatever. I'm breaking a sweat, I'm panting in this, but I'm still attending to the, my, my body, my physical body. How am I making Mm -hmm. it move in the ways that it's designed? Um, And Mm -hmm. taking that even further, it might even be if, if I'm a single person uh, who enjoys sex and enjoys sexual partners, um, am I practicing safe sex? Or are there things that I'm doing that might be a little bit more risky, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Where 
thinking of how am I making sure that my whole body is okay, goes much more like much further than just eating, sleeping, exercising. Hey, do you go to the doctor for regular checkups? Because guess what? That's going to be part of your physical wellness. Uh, Are you using, what are your safe sex measures? Because that's part of your physical wellness. Um, Are you avoiding any unnecessary injury? Um, Are when your body's responding to you and letting you know, hey, (laughs) I'm sick. Are you attending to that? Are you just saying, shut up. I still got got work to do. I got life to do. I can't really slow things down right now. So physical wellness is very, uh, it's very, it, there's a lot of different options here that you could choose from. And from what we're saying, these aren't the only ones that exist, but there's a yeah. lot of var- uh, variability that exists when it comes to how are you taking care of your physical health, your physical safety, and just overall quality of life through nutrition, exercise, sleep, hygiene, mm-hmm. et cetera. I really love how descriptive you were. And it's not just the basic exercise and eat well, because that's usually the collective idea yeah. of how to attend to physical wellness, that it's much more nuanced than that. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it very much intersects with, I mean, all the domains that we're going to talk about, um, but this one, emotional wellness. Um, and what emotional wellness is really getting in touch with your feelings, with your big feelings, with your small feelings, with your medium feelings, just really getting in touch with the heart, um, mm-hmm. your heart, and and taking responsibility for how you are not only experiencing your emotions, but also expressing your emotions to others. So experiencing is more that internal process, the feeling, the feels, mm-hmm. and then expressing is like, what is what behaviorally, what tone of voice, what body language, like all of those things, how are they being expressed and how is that either hurting you or helping you right totally um and and you know some uh, just some ideas of how to attend to emotional wellness if you're noticing mm, you know i need to do some self-care on that um for me it's about is journaling journaling is huge for me uh when it comes to emotion i'm just so busy throughout the day that if i don't like hit pause and i find just still doing an activity like journaling or voice recording um, sometimes walking and thinking. I talk out loud when I'm on a walk to mm-hmm. myself. I don't care if people think I'm weird because I am, whatever. You know, just that kind of way of like checking in with self and like, what's my heart saying to me? What do I need to be tuning into right now that maybe I've been ignoring throughout this past, I don't know, week or month? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about for you, Jason? What, what comes up when uh, we think about emotional wellness? You know, very much the same things um, that for that emotional uh, dimension or that emotional domain of what makes up all of us as human beings. It really is a matter of, to keep it simple, you're doing it effectively if you are able to understand and respect your feelings, your values, and your Mm -hmm. attitudes. And then the flip side of that same coin would be if you're able to understand and respect the feelings, values, and attitudes of other people. So the ways that you exist in that space, how you manage them, how you respond to them uh, constructively, so on and so forth, all of that will be part of that emotional wellness to me. So if, if, for instance, some of our listeners are in a relationship, um, emotional wellness would look like, hey, if I were to just pull your partner aside and just say, do you think your partner really hears you when you're having a tough day? Yes or no. Do you really feel Mm -hmm. as though your partner kind of gives a shit about you when you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed? Yes or no. Um, When you ask your partner uh, for some type of help or support, even if it's just to bitch and vent, can you count on them? Are they there? And do they know just how overwhelmed you might be feeling yes or no those would be indicators for me of just emotional wellness for yourself for someone else but also just for the relationship between the two of you so Mm -hmm. different things that we can do individually uh would be paying attention being much more attuned to our bodies much more attuned to our experiences to make sense of why the hell am i feeling blank to begin with and blank, I mm. I'm insert here, whatever it is that you're feeling, right? Not just yeah. numb, but just blank. 
insert mm -hmm. variable, insert emotional experience here. Do I understand where that's coming from? Or is it more so that the way I see the world is, doesn't matter what I do, um, uh, shit always happens to me, and I don't understand why. You know, so it's making yeah. sense of these things for ourselves. And once we do, and we get it, and we not maybe not, we don't get all of it, but at least we get parts of it, bigger, significant parts. Those are the, the parts that we would be able to share with someone else and ask for help and be like, hey, mm. can you help me with yada, yada? I'm feeling overwhelmed and I need some help or some support in these types of ways. So mm -hmm. we're speaking to a lot of different parts here and different components that we see in uh, couples counseling and individual counseling uh, when people talk about problems uh, that have led them to start therapy to begin with. Yeah, and everything you were saying about uh, like the, how emotional wellness translates into relationships really intersects with another domain called relational wellness, mm -hmm. right? And and it's not just with like partnership, romantic partnerships, but also just like how are you feeling with let's say parents slash caregivers of of you? How are you feeling uh, if you have kids, you know, or friendships? colleagues at work, if you're working out of the home, you know, just any, any other person that you have a connection with, how is your wellness related to the overall, you know, feeling of connection with them? Are they, are they feeling healthy? Are these relationships serving you well? Um, are you participating in ways that are present with like warm heart? Are you with warm hearted presence? Mm -hmm. Right. Are you taking accountability for the way that you express your emotions? Are you saying sorry when you fuck up? Right. <laughs> right. Those are types of things. And just how integrated the emotional wellness, I mean, all domains of wellness, but let's just go with emotion for right now. What we just said, just how much they're connected with your relational wellness, how much emotional wellness and relational wellness go hand in hand. Yeah. Like I'm really hearing you say that relational wellness is talking about connection wellness AKA how strong is your signal? If we're thinking of cell phone connections, right? Uh, is, do I have a weak signal or is my signal like super strong on 5G, on the 5G network, blah, 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 right? So I, that's what I'm really hearing because the whole relational domain is, sure, you have other people, your partner, your partners, your kids, your family, your friends, whatever. But there's also other types of connections that we can have, right? Like what, what about the connection that you have to your community? What about the connection mm -hmm. that you have to uh, your, like the different communities that we engage in? What about your environment? What about the connection to your neighborhood? What about the connection to where it is that you find yourself, right? So this is, yeah, relational wellness. Let's communicate more effectively, understand where each other is coming from, being willing to ask for help, all of these different things, uh, managing conflict uh, uh, more effectively. But in addition to that, uh, being part of a group and engaging in ways that are in alignment with what my values are and what my morals are. So relational wellness, yeah, it's connection. How are your connections? What are you connected to? Or maybe what are you feeling disconnected from? Yep. You know? Yep. Well said. And, and, it, and it blends right into another two pieces of domains of wellness, vocational wellness and cultural wellness. Mm. You know, of course, that all intersects with relational wellness is how are you, if, you know, if you're at work, how are you feeling? How are you feeling mm -hmm. at work? Do you like your job? Do you love your career? Mm -hmm. I mean, I can say my vocational wellness is off the charts A plus right now as, mm -hmm. as a therapist. Like I'm obsessed with it, but it wasn't, that doesn't mean that my wellness vocationally was always like that, mm -hmm. right? And, you know, um, part of my vocational wellness is how well do I feel connected with colleagues of mine? How well are Jason and I doing? Like, yeah. it, it really speaks to the re uh, the relational wellness I have with the people that I spend lots of my time with, mm -hmm. right? And then on top of that, the cultural wellness piece is how do I, do I feel like I'm a part of this like positive, this very um warm environment like at work or in my family or just in like the broader culture that I live in um do I feel like I belong do I feel good here mm -hmm. do I feel like I can be myself and not only be like safe but also that I really 
enjoy being present in this this cultural wellness piece in the different systems that I that I live in. Does that make sense? No, that, that makes total sense. And uh, it's interesting to me how as this conversation is naturally evolving, you're highlighting just how interconnected all of these different things are, which makes total sense, right? Because we as, as mm-hmm. we as people have all of these different uh, components or dimensions or domains, whatever the hell you want to call it. I really don't care. The point is <laughs> we have all, we're part of all of these different sub sects, sub systems, whatever that mm-hmm. shape and influence how we experience our day to day. Right. So yeah. like, let's say out of all of these, you're, you're doing a 10 out of 10. There's no such thing as an 11. You're doing amazing, but physically that's that's your worst that's your one out of 10 where your physical mm-hmm. wellness is is in the crapper how do you think you're going to handle that day well because everything else is a 10 and that one is a one then then let's just average it out overall you're doing a nine out of 10 so you're going to be fine no like it, it's going to impact how you are which will then impact your emotional wellness it will impact your relational wellness it will impact your vocational wellness so on and so forth So all of this is connected. So when we're talking about self-care, how do you take care of yourself? The question is, how do you take care of, like what part of you needs to be taken care of? And then how do Mm. you take care of it? Mm, I love that. That's where we need to go, Yeah. right? Not just- Yeah, what part of me? Mm -hmm. Yeah, not just like how how do you take a a bubble bath and how do you make time for a bubble bath uh, or how do you make time for unplugging, but just rather what part of you needs to be attended to right now of all of these domains, mm-hmm. what's the most important? How do you self-assess? And then how do you show up to it? Because, I mean, we could give you suggestions, but at the end of the day, all of us, you, even you and I, Carly, like we're two different people. Whatever's energizing mm-hmm. or whatever contributes to uh, uh, those positive deposits into our bank account, for each one of us, it'll be different things, right? Like we're all different yeah. and that's fine. But just we need to understand mm-hmm. that there's going to be deposits that are going to be made into these different sub bank accounts, right? Where we have a physical bank account, we have an emotional bank account, we have a relational bank account, an intellectual bank account, uh, a cultural bank account, uh, so Mm -hmm. on and so forth. Yeah, no, totally right on there. I was just reflecting as you were saying those things. I think I was tuning in this morning on you know, not conceptualizing in this way, but you know, this bank account thing, like okay, I'm feeling like there's less money in my intellectual bank account, my spiritual bank account. You know, these are two domains we haven't talked about yet. Um, But we will have, we will have a blog post that goes into more detail too, if we don't get Mm -hmm. to too much detail about the remaining domains today. Um, But yeah, just, just briefly, you know, the book that I was, that I'm reading, Rich as Fuck, thanks accountant for referring that to me, right? It's, (laughs) It's like, how do I take care of, you know, just that intellect, like, oh, this is really interesting. This is new information. Oh, that ties into financial wellness too. Whew, I got three in one this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and and also there's a spiritual element to what this author has to say in the book. And that really tuned into to the spiritual beliefs that I hold. And just, you know, I think, I guess a point came to me that I didn't think was was there is, is just that you can dep- make deposits, sorry, Yes, make deposits in various bank accounts with one activity. Totally. Right? That, yeah, it doesn't have to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm in, you know, I have a lack in five domains right now. I'm screwed. I'm going to have to do five different things to contribute to do deposits. It's actually like, no, my, I, that's three domains that I can think of that were uh, deposits just by spending half an hour reading a book today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I I love that because yeah, you could look at it like, holy shit, there's more that I have to do today. Like I mm-hmm. I notice a deficit in five, so that means there's five additional things that oh, I feel overwhelmed. Like if you choose to yeah. look at it that way, then I mean, you do you, boo. I would just invite mm-hmm. you to think, hey, you know what? Are there things that you are you might already be doing them? To be honest, uh, what are some things yeah. that you're doing that just add to your day and that that's a question that i'm going to invite people listening to think about is what is it that you already mm-hmm. do that contributes to uh or makes positive deposits to 
your daily experiences, right? And that could be anything from I disconnect from my work phone and my work obligations. It could be I make time daily to make sure to exercise. It could be I meal prep and I make sure that my nutrition is is up to date. Like, I, I, I don't care. It doesn't matter yeah. what it is that we do. The point is there's so much that could be in this category where it doesn't have to be as rigid or as limiting as a singular spa filled day. Though, as an aside... I kind of feel like we've been shitting on spas all all day so far. I love spas. I love me a good old bubble bath with a glass of wine. So don't get me wrong. But the intention here is to say like, look, there's that's great. And there's so much more because that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's all we're trying to say is there are so many components that exist. Uh, There are things known as dimensions of wellness, uh, as Carling was alluding to it. We have a blog. It will come out next week. We're going to get into it uh, in the blog itself of what these different dimensions could look like and also some suggestions of ways to attend to them. So if you want to know more Mm -hmm. after this, just hang out for a week if you're listening on time uh, because it'll be out next week. But if not, if you're listening to this later, then head to our website because that's where our blogs and our podcasts are. So that is relationshipmatterstherapy.com where we go into a lot more of this because we don't want to Mm -hmm. keep this super, super long. Uh, But I mean, these are important things to talk about. Exactly. And of course, if you want to continue this conversation about guilt tripping and self-care we're here for you right you can totally connect with us on social media which is uh the handles relationship matters therapy um on instagram or facebook uh and hey listen if you know maybe today has brought a lot of questions for you uh then that's totally cool you might if you're wondering for more uh you can check out our series ask us anything and definitely go to the link in our bio on Instagram and you can anonymously submit your question to us. We go live on the last Saturday of each month and we answer your questions. So if you have anything that you want to know about guilt tripping, let us know. Cool. And uh, again, our website, if you wanted to check us out, it's www.relationshipmatterstherapy.com. Okay, so this month we're focusing on taking a guilt trip. So if you need to take a trip, but you're wanting to stay local because of COVID and stuff, you know, uh, then maybe a guilt trip is a good one for you to go on. Make sure that that trip isn't GU. Make sure that that trip is GY. So make sure that when you go on this damn trip, you get your life together. You attend to the things that add to your bank account. You make sure you make these positive deposits because you are worth every single investment. The best investment that you can make is the one in yourself. So stay with us for the conversation that we're having all month long on social media. And on that note, until next time, everybody, enjoy improving your connections and enhancing your relationships. We'll talk to you later.